multi-award-winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. But I mean, is social media of any benefit whatsoever to children? Let me know what you think. Should we bring in a ban, a legal ban, on using smartphones for children under the age of 16? Do they actually benefit from them, or is it destroying their lives? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 85 That's 85 But you still like us thinking about doing it? Miha Martin says no. What do you think? Well, actually, let me go to Morris. Morris, hi, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, sir. Good. Morris, is it a good idea to bring in a ban, an actual legal ban? Now, I'm not saying how well it would work, but it certainly would be a guideline and an excuse for a parent to say, I'm not buying you an iPhone for Christmas. Because realistically, there is no child under the age of 16 is buying their own phone, generally speaking. Mm. Uh, yeah, but um, I would agree with that. And it's having a massive effect on children's attention span. You see it in classrooms. Um like one thing they should do in relation to bullying and stuff yeah. like there should be um, like all the app companies for instance should there should be a law for instance put down that for instance if the individual let's say who let's say owns the account is under the age of 18 or whatever it is there shouldn't be certain content that they should be able to see or certain apps that they should be using for instance like for instance those hookup apps for let's say for under 17s or whoever it is as an example and also um you know, apps like Snapchat, for instance, would be used a lot in relation to bullying, for instance, especially in it has a big impact on mental health for a lot of people. Um, so, like, I think there's a lot of scope that the government could do. Like, they could see these social media companies will tell you we can't control, you know, people using false ID. Well, not false ID, you know, just because you're meant to be 13 years of age to sign up to social media, right? Uh, but what kids do is just put in a fake date of birth. Now, they'll say they can't control that, but that's bullshit because I can tell you now, Morris, uh, they do, they can control it because, for example, when I signed up to Revolut, they simply asked me to take a photograph of my passport and they have an analytic that, you know, can verify whether it's real or not. So, or a photograph yeah, of your driver's license. Ignore your customer. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, like, like they can, they can do it if they want to. For instance, there's a Fianna Fáil um, who, uh, uh, TV who was supposedly going to be, um, a potential leader, a leader um, for the leadership of Fianna Fáil, Mir um, McCallan's uh, brother, he suggested, I remember at one point... I had him on uh, the air at the time. So he suggested banning yeah. the sale of them. I remember that. No, he, no, he suggested in relation to, for instance, people under the age of 18 looking at Pornhub, that, for instance, as an example, that, that they should be, um, people should be forced to um, uh, put in uh, identification. Yep. And to be honest, I would be completely against that because we all know how easily the HSE was hacked. And could you imagine, for instance, your details online being released and could be used against you, could be used against politicians that they're not thinking long term? Well, no, no I, I don't disagree with private companies uh, demand because there's ways of doing it through third party companies of looking for your information. And I'm, I'm the way I, I give you an example here on this, you know, for our website for this podcast. Um, obviously, we ask people to subscribe. And thank you to everybody, by the way, who does subscribe. We don't have anybody's details. We don't have your credit card information. We don't have your, your passwords. We have no information whatsoever. It's done by a third party company, which are a trusted company worldwide. 
So what I'm saying is you can use third-party companies for verification. So it wouldn't be a case of Pornhub or any of those companies having the information. It would be a third-party trusted company that would use that, that would have that information. Yeah, there would have to be a lot of over, oversight as well because absolutely, uh, you're one who commits suicide. Um, who, the guard took a WhatsApp picture when she was, um, she went in, she went um, across the street in Dublin in the uh, at night time, um, hallucinating or whatever, and she was naked or whatever. And they took a picture and that spread, and then she, when she found out that it was all over the place on social media, I remember that story. Yeah, I remember that story. That woman, it was a, that was an, an older woman now, in fairness. Yeah. That wasn't a teenager. That was the young lady who walked around the street naked and then sadly took her own life. But now, mind you, she did have numerous other problems before that situation as well. Yeah, I, I do remember the story. And it was a very, very sad story. That was the guard of Shea Khanna who had leaked the CCTV footage of her naked walking around the streets. Um, I don't, by the way, in relation to that particular story, I don't think whoever leaked that particular video did it with any bad intent. I think at the time it was thought to be funny that somebody was naked walking around the city centre. I don't think it was, I don't think at the time they realised the individual had mental health problems and that there was an attempt at their own life before that as well. So I, I, I think there's a perfect example there though in the fact that if an adult can make that kind of a mistake that has such an effect on another adult, then think about it if it's kids. Yeah. Because they are far more likely to make mistakes like that and far more likely to react in far more extreme manners. Yeah. I mean, kids will take videos of each other in compromising situations, Morris. Whatever about adults making those mistakes, and we do make those mistakes by times, but certainly with children, it can have a far dev more devastating effect on their lives. If you take, you know, a picture of a kid, I don't know, in the nude or something like that, or, or you know, kids send each other pictures. Maybe they're in love at 15 years of age and they send each other silly pictures, which they shouldn't. You know, and those pictures are sent to each other and that can compromise a child, you know? Um, and that's part There's also of a lot of bad people online who are, let's say, getting that off of kids on, let's say, like TikTok and stuff, getting them to send uh, send a video, send a picture, and then they're saying, oh, well, I have this now, I'm going to send it to all your family or friends unless you get the parents' credit card details or unless you do the next thing I ask you. There's an awful lot to this. Like, And realistically, just sorry to bring back to Norman's point, the, the person who called in after me, is when he said that there's a lot of pressure for the kids to be honest. There's one way to get rid of that pressure. And I know he said he didn't support the ban on funks. He doesn't think it's the right idea. In an ideal world, I completely agree that you would get people could self-police themselves and say, look, I shouldn't be on my phone this long or my kids shouldn't be on this social media. I'm going to take them off it. But we don't live currently in that situation in Ireland. So we have to try and do something about it. Par parents, unfortunately, don't have the self-control, Christopher. So when, when, no, when, when, you know, when Jenny comes to her dad or mom and said, I want a smartphone for Christmas, and you know she's only 14 years of age, the parents feel they have no choice because every other kid has one, so they feel they don't yeah. want their child to be isolated or different. Whereas if there, was, if there was a law, even though the law might, might be difficult to implement, if there was a law, at least it gives the parent the ammunition to turn around and say, well, actually, no, we can't because it's illegal. There you go. It would flip to a majority of people who say no. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. Of course, it would still, there would still be instances of um, stuff happening, still people finding a way to do it but it would limit it. It would stop it. And then over time, hopefully, it would become just a part of our society where we self-police and say, sorry, no, that's not what we're supposed to do. Because then if it takes the pressure off every child wanting and needing to have a phone, then all of a sudden, it just kind of becomes a way of our life. That back to, look, if you have a phone, you just have a phone, you can text and call your friends. They don't really need to do much more than that. If they want to see their friends, call over. If they need to use social media, do it through their parents. 
Like, I just, I don't see the need. Yeah. I, I, and I understand. I think what the problem is, we've given the children now too much power and it's been taken away from the parents. Uh, we had a, a parent that we were trying to get on the air recently, a woman who was buying her 14-year-old vapes because everybody else seemingly in the school is doing it. Um, and she's buying, buying her own 14-year-old a vape, which I think I find incredible. Uh, but stay there for a second because Albert, hi. How are you, Albert? Hi, Niall. How are you? Happy New Year. Nice to talk to you, Albert. And, and Sorry, David, I'm going to come to you in a second. I do apologise for leaving you a little bit longer than I should there. Albert, um, do you think it's a good idea to ban kids from social media? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, there's the bullying as- aspect of it where, and I know you've tipped, tipped on a lot of the things I was going to say, where, like, you know, before it was in the schoolyard and now it's 24 hours a day. Mm, yeah. But you've also got, like, radicalisation is happening in social media. You've got the suicide that's happening, you know, where they're explicitly telling kids how to commit suicide. Yeah. There's a huge amount of explicit content in it as well. I mean, I, I know they say like two or three clicks and they're into some sort of a porn site. There's no child protection at all in this. No. Um, and even for, for, the, for, the, for the social media companies, like, there's no way to prove age. You know, tick a box. Like, what is that? Yeah. Seriously, yeah, just know? type in your date of birth. Um, that's it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, when you look on, on, on Facebook and things like that and you see, like, you know, um, you know how to lose weight and the time they're, like, eating cotton wool, yeah. you know, as, as, a, as a way to do it. You know, it just doesn't make sense at all. But, yeah. you know, like, you, what do you say? Like, who do you blame? I mean, look, you, have, you look at parents and they're giving their smartphones... Parents to are the only ones you can blame. You can't no, blame no, anybody no, else but parents. No. But they're put, giving, the, giving it to the kids in, in the pram to keep them quiet. The phone is now babysitting for them. So what do you expect when they get to 10, 11, 12-year-olds? They want their own bloody phone. But see, but it, but it is up to us to regulate all of this because people say, oh, yeah. we're blaming the social media companies. Why are you blaming the social media companies? There's companies out there that make guns. That doesn't mean we allow children to buy them. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm saying Absolutely, is it's, it's yeah. up to us to regulate it. It's up to us. When you're 18 years of age, I am not one of these people. I'm the last person in the world that would restrict yeah. anything or ban anything. But when it comes to children, we have a duty and a responsibility. When you're 18, do what you want. I couldn't care less. But yeah. when, when you're yeah. under 18... That's our job to protect those people. Yeah. But I mean, the government and social media both have, a, have, a, have an interest in this. First of all, I mean, the government are making uh, an awful lot of money out of social media as well as the social media are making it. The problem is they don't want to come down too hard on it because they might start losing a bit of money. And then the social media company, all they're interested in is their advertisements and, and the stuff they're making off it. So they want more people. Yeah, look, I'm not against the social media companies. I'm not anti-capitalist. I'm not anti-free speech. Far away, do what they want. But when it comes to kids, yeah, but it's we the have content. Yeah. yeah, but it's the content, you know? Mm. Yeah. And you can see it, like, I mean, they're just, they're specifically aiming this at kids and young kids. You know, it's just absolutely crazy. And, these, and when, when you look at the kids now as well, I'm, I'm surprised... There's not more of them being killed on the roads because they're glued to the phone. They're walking around. You walk down any road, and I swear to God, you will bump into two or three kids on their phones. I've seen them. But I can say it's the other social issues that go along with it too. It's not yeah. just you know the bullying. It's not just a, it's the other social issues. And I don't want to get too deep into it today. But we've got you know this idea that you know telling a boy that he can become a girl if he wants to be if he's four, 12 years of age. Oh, uh, you know, look yeah. if he wants to be a girl and he's eighteen years of age, you know, do what you want. If you want to be a lampshade when you're eighteen yeah. years of age, don't, I don't care. But this idea of normalizing all of this and it's like a so and it's been proved to be a social contagion. 
And that social contagion happens through social media, telling them that they, you know, they should be a certain weight, they should be a certain size, they should have certain breast yeah. size, they should have certain height, they yeah. they should look a certain way. You know, and, and that is social media. That's a social contagion that's doing that to them. Yeah, I mean, it, when you, and when you look at the social influencers as well, I mean, I walked down the road the other day, there's four, three girls coming towards me. They all looked identical. I knew they were twins. But they're, they're, their hair's the same, their makeup's the same, everything is the bloody same. And it's all down to social influence and down, all down to social media. There was one, no one, guy on, one, guy the on, one guy on TikTok, well, I say a guy on TikTok, he, he proclaims to be a girl. Uh, and he wants to be the first transgender to have a baby. Uh, to have a womb implant. Now, this is the truth. To have a womb implant, right? It gets worse. He wants yeah. to be the first transgender to have a womb implant, uh, to have a baby, so he can have an abortion. And I'm going, oh, what God, is wrong with you? You know what I mean? So he wants yeah, to make a yeah. point that he can be a woman to get pregnant so he can have an abortion to prove that women have yeah. rights. And I'm going, you're a nutcase. There's something uh, wrong with you. Mentally wrong with you. You, wonder who, who, yeah, you wonder who's paying for this. It's all going to go back down to the taxpayer. Okay. You know, you know, they're going to give everything to them now. So let's, you know, let's give them that as well. All right. Uh, let me just go to Patricia and David. I promise you, I'm coming to you in a second. I'm sorry. There's just so many people calling in today. Uh, Patricia, hi. How are you? Hi, Niall. Hi. How are things? Good. Um, I've been listening all along. Okay. And there's just some points that I would like to pinpoint out there. 16, the ship has sailed. 16, anyway, it is. To say that is true. Technology is out there as it is. It's beneficial to a lot of people, even under the age of 16. I would ban it from the age of 10 downwards. They're too young. I would take it out of all schools, primary, secondary schools, from half eight to four o'clock in the daytime. And it's up to the responsibility of parents to take it off their children come 11 o'clock at night, as what I've done with my son and my other two older children. Um, Regarding companies, they need to take more responsibility regarding ID at the age of 13, was always my understanding. You'd be 13 to register. There's an awful lot more registering under yeah. the age of 13. Yeah. So they need to tighten up that. So they do at the end of the day and companies need that responsibility and by government. There's no point in the government targeting young children. There's domestic violence in a lot of homes in this country. They need their telephones. Um, they would be totally lost without looking up different sites for help and support through these domestic violence cases with children. We see that over the Christmas that we do with young children and the amount of increase of domestic violence in this country and young but children. But Patricia, I'm, I'm, not I'm not suggesting children shouldn't have access to the internet. I think access to the internet no, is no, vital. No. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm talking about this. Uh, you know, this access to social media in their hand permanently all day. Well, it's making them antisocial apart from anything else. Well, you see, that's really up to the parents at the end of the day, it is. I mean, they brought these children into the world. It's their responsibility at the end of the day to keep an eye on them and to keep that line of communication up with their children. A lot of them hand them a phone as they go into the corner there and play your game and get on with it. Yeah. Um, that's not the way we grew up. You know, that's not the way my children were raised with their telephones at the end of the day. They got a certain period of time that they could go on their phones which was taken off them at 11 o'clock at night. So where's the responsibility of the adults and the parents in this country at this point of time? As far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of them that have no responsibility and not held responsible for anything regarding their children at this stage um, in this country. And as regards these telephones, the new legislation for the hate speech bill that mm. nobody has mentioned so far is coming in. Um, under that law, you can go into the house and target any smartphone regarding adults. Does that also include... Well, I, well, I personally don't do... Well, we, we, 
we've talked about the hate speech legislation on a lot of occasions. I personally completely yeah. disagree with it. Um, uh, oh, I, I do too. Yeah, I, I think, do too. But is that is that covering under sixteen years old that they can't have a smartphone to put up any comments or anything else, regardless? Mm. So is that banning them from? See, I, I, again, I say, and I've said this a few times throughout the show. I have no problem with anybody mm-hmm. over the age of eighteen. I believe in free speech. Say what you want. Now you must be responsible for what you say, yeah. but say what you want, yeah. right? And I don't encourage people, by the way, to incite any kind of hatred against anybody or any individual. No. That would be a horrible <laughs> thing to do. No, and I uh, agree with you with that. Right? Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't agree with the legislation, and I don't agree with the power that's that's involved in this piece of legislation. I think it's extremely dangerous. I think it's Orwellian, apart from anything else. But but leaving all that aside. When, we, when it comes to children, I think it's a very different kettle of fish. I am absolutely against censorship. I'm against banning anything, right? But when it comes to children, we have a duty of care because they don't have the intelligence or the maturity to understand what's right and what's wrong. So it's up to us to decide for them. That's our job as parents. But I think, you know, Patricia, you're right. In the ideal world, it's a parent's job. But unfortunately, we have a lot of bad parents. And we have to. We have. So the same way as, as I mentioned earlier on the example I gave earlier on, we gave, we brought in legislation eight years ago or seven years ago to ban smoking in the car when you have a child under the age of twelve. Now, no, and it's never been implemented. But and and that's great. Nobody has ever been charged with it, right? But no. the, but the good thing about it was it was in the media, it was in the news, it was everywhere, and I think it stopped a lot of parents from doing it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We ban. We ban people from having sex under the age of 17, even though nobody really gets charged with it. We ban people from not buying alcohol under the age of 18, even though nobody really gets charged with it. The reason is it's a guideline and it gives parents that excuse to say to the child, I'm not getting you a smartphone for Christmas because it's illegal. And it might change the mindset. Well, I think, as I said, I would ban it from 10 years down. They're too young, up to 10 years of age, and people are handing smartphones to young Mm. children. Children over that 16 going into secondary school at 11, 12 need to be educated. They are curious. Not everything is answered by a parent. Not everything is answered out there. They will look it up. Yes, they can get tied up with TikTok and Snapchat and Bebo's, the time it was there and the whole lot like that. But at the end of the day, they have to be educated um, as regards these paedophiles out there as to Mm. the dangers of the smartphones at the end of the day. And the only way you will do that is to educate young children around that age. They do use them for school, going into school. We saw that during COVID with learning from home, a lot of them didn't have laptops. Um, some of them didn't have the smartphone, so they couldn't do nothing at home regarding, you know. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And during that particular time, they were vital for communication. Yeah. And I, and I, I, mean, I do it's get up, that. It's up, the responsibility, the, the government should take the responsibility of these companies. And it's the companies that are allowing this at the end of the day and making millions and billions out of everything that But as I said earlier on, there are companies in the world that make guns, but that we don't allow children to have guns. Do you understand what I'm saying? So so let's not blame them because they'll do whatever they can. There has to be more control. Oh no, no, I understand. But 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 their their companies and they're out to their set their target is to make money. It's up to us when it comes to children. And we're we're talking about children today, but we'll talk about adults another day and what should and shouldn't be allowed. But when it comes to children, that's our job. Do me a favour, stay there, Patricia, because you make a lot of good points. Let me just go to David because he's been waiting ages. Sorry, I do apologise, David, on keeping everybody ages today with so many people. How are you now? Happy New Year. You heard what Patricia said. She makes, she's a rock of sense. (laughs) She makes a lot of sense what she she says. So, but should we ban them for children under the age of 16? The British government are planning on doing it or certainly thinking about doing it. Yeah, I I would agree with the ban, and I would mirror what you said, what you were just saying there about the the, the government is uh, should be there as a support to parents 
to these things. We already, we already know that it kind of has significant effects on children, on their mental health, and you know the, the amount of kind of eating disorders and, and mental health issues and suicide has gone up with the rise in, in uh, smartphone and social media use. I mean, I, I've got a 13-year-old daughter as well, and she's asking me, can I have a smartphone? Can I have a smartphone? And I'm a very stubborn person. So, um, so you said no. Uh, no, no, and I, and then I explained to her she's very, a very smart young young lady, and I like, look, I'm not getting a smartphone because here's all these studies that show it's not good for children, and I'm not go and just because every other 13 year old in the school has one, I'm just not going to go along with it. And actually, you're right. And does that does that, that when you say you're not going to buy it for her, even though all her friends have them as well? Does that make you feel bad as a parent because you feel, and this is what parents say to me, they feel like they're isolating their child because their child doesn't have what everybody else has? Uh, well, I mean, there's laws against children smoking and, uh, you know, the, the lady who was just talking there, sorry, I, I didn't Patricia. Name, but, um, Patricia, who was saying about, like, children under 10 shouldn't be allowed to use smartphones. But, I mean, 10 is really young and, like, under 16 is, is very young. So, um, uh I mean, you wouldn't drop your kid, off, your ten-year-old or twelve-year-old child off in in the city centre at ten o'clock at night and say, "Now you need to go out and learn yeah. uh, uh, the dangers of the city." You know, you just wouldn't do that. Um, and in the same in the same way, like there's just there's too there's too much many things. I used to work for Apple for a long time, and um, uh, parents would come in and they wouldn't, ha and the children would have smartphones thirteen. 14 and they wouldn't have a clue about what their children are doing on the phone and th there's there's so many things that you can do there's just too many things to learn to try and keep up with to keep your kids safe mm -hmm. so the best bet is actually just not to engage with it at all and and not have to deal with the issue and not give your children to your child a smartphone or access to a smartphone until they're old enough and 16 is a decent age yeah. for that yeah um so and and you can just get rid of the stress altogether by getting getting rid of it. Like the, the peer pressure is too strong for most parents to be able to say no. I'm not doing that. So having a law in place. So so when are you when no, you when your daughter asks for a phone? At what age are you going to get her the phone? Uh, well, I've told her that I would get her like a dumb phone. You know, a, a, a basic like an old Nokia. If it has WhatsApp, then great. Um, for finding out. You know what time is she coming to get? What time is somebody? Yeah, no, I've no, I've no issue with that. Yeah, most people have no issue with that. Yeah. So it's just a basic um, phone. Exactly. But, but, but when will you buy her a smartphone? What when she's sixteen? I think sixteen or seventeen. Okay. Um, you know when she can when you know. Well, and, I, I, and, I hope you have the discipline to keep that attitude up, David, because most parents well, just well, cave put it, in. Put it this way. Put it this way, and I like to, you know you know when you you make your confirmation at twelve and you make, take a pledge not to drink until you're 21 or whatever. Well, uh, I, I kept that going. And one of the things that kept it going is all my friends were trying to get me to get drunk or, get, or have a drink. And the more they badgered me, the, the more enjoyment I'd get out of not doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, so, and, I, and I hope your daughter can do the same thing. And by the way, I think personally, I think you're right. And I, and I wish more parents would do what you're doing. But unfortunately, we've got to a point now where, as somebody mentioned earlier on, more people are doing it than they're not doing it. But at least if you brought in legislation, it may not work, the legislation, because it would be difficult to police, but at least you would switch that attitude around where parents would have, like you, would have an excuse and say, well, listen, you know, sorry, honey, I can't buy you a mobile phone because it's illegal. So at least they have a bit of an excuse. David and Patricia, stay with me for a second because I want to go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? 
Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Dave, now, Dave I remember speaking to you some time ago because you have a bike company. And uh, yeah. if I remember rightly, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time, you got there was a whole social media hoo-ha because you'd named the bikes after women and some feminists weren't too pleased about that. But I defended you and so much so that you actually named the bike after me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't work with that company anymore. But yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bit of fun back then. I All was right, very yeah. honoured, by the way, to have a bike named after me on your app. By the way, <laughs> can I just point it? Yeah. Even though, even so though I took a lot of flack for it, I didn't care. And anyway, yeah. So, so Dave, getting back to social media, I mean, you're involved, yeah. obviously, in you know, social media is to some degree because obviously you had the app for the bikes at the time. I know you're not working with them now. But, I mean, social media plays a huge role in society at the moment. But is it necessary for children under the age of 16 to be on social media? Yeah, I mean, I mean one of the reasons that caught my, caught my eye on this uh, to, to ring in, Niall, was um, I, I'm kind of a little bit sceptical and concerned as to Micheál Martin's response just to say that parents know best. Um, you know, like <clears throat> we all know, you know, there's a lot of activity at the moment, should we say, in the educational sector, in schools, a variety of stuff going on, uh, and there's a lot of pushback against Norma Foley, you know, on the books and the new education sector and the whole transgender yeah. stuff and everything. And very, very quickly, they're, they're fairly quick to not use that line in that case that, oh, parents know best, despite the fact that there's parents screaming at them to say, we know best what's in this and take your hands off in this whole sexualized yeah. area yeah. of education and everything. But yes, immediately the response to this whole area, and this is an area that you would have parents support from. And yes, immediately Michal Martin comes out and say, oh no, parents know best, just leave it with them in their hands. You would absolutely, parents are actually looking for help on this. Now I have four children, two of them are now adults. One is a teenager and one is a younger girl. And I can tell you now, and I'm, I'm, you know, I know technology well, I'm working in new technology areas now, particularly actually in this whole communication section of technologies for communities and things like that. Uh, we're launching a bunch of stuff this year on it, but so I'm, I'm kind of buried in the whole thing. Um, and I can tell you, I still need help with my children. I'm constantly fighting with them. We're constantly setting new rules in the house when people are allowed to use it, when not. It's a, it's an absolute attack. It is on our children, the whole world of social media, internet, and everything else. Now, of course, there's loads and loads of good advantages to technology and everything, Absolutely. and I take advantage of that myself. I earn a living from it. As, as do I, right now at this moment people. of time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's this is not an attack on technology or anything we're saying but <clears throat> anybody who has children and who works with children and or anything absolutely knows this is a really really difficult uh, challenging thing that we've got going on and we need help and we need the government's help and they can absolutely help because it's technology so they're able to control you know <laughs> the, the, the whole thing about the whole hate speech laws I know you spent a lot of time on that and everything so controlling what we're allowed right and what we're not to right and everything like that this is no problem for them to ignite some laws that will absolutely help parents mm. to, to control this whole space and to just turn around and flippantly go, ah, parents know best, we're not really going to do much about it, we'll issue some guidelines. 
is really yeah, I, 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 his exact words when he was when he was at, okay when he was asked would he be uh, interested in yeah, following the UK model of restricting children's access to social media because this is what Rishi Sunak is talking about at the moment uh, reducing the access for under 16s he says parents know best when it comes to banning youngsters from social media or imposing phone restrictions and he has ruled out imitating the UK and exploring the restrictions on the internet and internet access for children under the age of 16 but said there could be guidelines in the future that's very vague isn't it um, he says i think there is he said i think there is merit in restricting the use of mobile phones within schools well mind you as christopher pointed out who works in a school that's been done anyway there's no school that allows a child to sit in the class with a mobile phone in their hand anyway i mean so that's nonsense you know so they're kind of and they're, they're, they're more or less applauding norma foley for that in some way why was norma foley even applauded for that? the schools did that themselves most schools have done that now there's a ban on uh, using mobile phones and he said, uh, there is one example yeah. in Rochestown in Cork with the educational psychologist teaching how the use of social media involving parents, pupils and teachers. Uh, I, I think all schools need to be applauded by what they're doing at the moment by, the take, by taking the phones off children and not allowing them. I know my own stepdaughter is not allowed to use her phone in school and if she's even seen with a phone in her hand, uh, she'll get detention. So that's just the way it works. And yeah. That's a good idea. But, uh, yeah, but I, I'm convinced, uh, having watched my own kids grow up with them and still have them and constantly fighting with them over it and everything and my own use and my wife's use and everything of it I'm convinced that the disadvantages far outweigh the advantages I know one of your earlier callers had said made that point as well um, because like we all know the obvious things that, that kids are exposed to with the whole thing one of them is porn the whole dopamine effect gambling potential all of these other things but I think now, and particularly the way the world has gone over the last two years with the whole movement of the far left and everything else, I think that they're now getting exposed to things that are even potentially worse than them. I mean, all of them things are addictions, porn, dope, dopamine, gambling. So at least an addiction is recognisable. We can pinpoint it and then potentially do something. So as a parent, I can kind of keep my eye out and recognise these things are happening and then potentially get help for my children, right? But the stuff I can't recognise is things like false news. Now, we know it's absolutely riddled. So we know social media is riddled with all this kind of stuff. We know mm -hmm. it's riddled now with the effect, if you want to say, the, the crisis of the climate cult and the propaganda mm -hmm. around wars that's going on. I'm not, I'm not bringing up these issues here on this point because I know that's going to bring us down another rabbit hole. I'm just saying even from a high no, level. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I get what you're side, saying. No matter which side of the fence you sit on, everybody has to admit there's a hell of a lot of propaganda coming out from every side. Now, I can't, you know, there's no way for me to recognise that my child has been consumed with a little bit of this propaganda. You know, the, the, the Well, I mean, absolutely. But my, a friend of mine only said to me there last week that he was saying something to his son who's like 16 years of age or 17 years of age. And he was saying something to him last week. And his own son turned around to him and said, don't assume my gender, dad. And he said, yeah, I'll yeah. assume what I want. I'll knock the head off you if you ever say that to me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, he didn't learn that off the back of a bus. You know, he got that from no, TikTok no. or he got that from social media. That's where that nonsense yeah. is coming from. Yeah. You but know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. So at least, uh, like the traditional addictions, if you want to say, are the ones that have been around a few years or a lot, a lot of years, at least they're recognisable to parents. And we now have tools that we can, we can 
you know, yeah. we can call upon. But you, but you make you make you make a really good point. Sorry, and I, 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 hang on, because I've got there that we have no okay. way of recognising. Hang on, because I have to go to Joseph and Kieran as well. But just just yeah. come back to David. David, a really good point there that uh, Dave makes is in relation to Michal Martin. So Michal Martin says he won't be imitating the UK laws if indeed they bring in those laws, and he said that parents know best. But yet, it, parents seemingly don't know best when it comes to the sex education bill. Yeah, I, I was listening to that uh, with curiosity because. Um, uh, they really want to, you know, clamp down and and kind of make a make a decision on behalf of parents about their sexual education, which is a really intimate thing that parents should be at the forefront of. Um, but yes, he doesn't want to uh, put any controls on on this kind of thing, which would actually be good for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, you know, I don't know if that's by design uh, or uh, or just like, hypocrisy. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, designer hypocrisy. Or I, I, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of, I was listening to. Sorry, Dave. I was listening to Dave talking about that. I was like, yeah, that's a very peculiar coincidence that uh, they're 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 being strict with one thing but not with another. Maybe they know that uh, perhaps it suits some kind of plan to have lots of young people using social media. Um, I don't know. That. Yeah, because it does give them a level of control over what the narrative is for young people. And as we know, for example, when it comes to, say, the Green Party, um, you know, the climate change policies, etc., it's mainly young people who support all of that sort of stuff. And young people get... I mean, we've, we've seen that with, you know, the, the Swedish school skipper. We see, <laughs> we've seen that, that that was how that was promoted. Look at all the schools that were taking Fridays off for climate change and all that. Anyway, sorry, stay there, David and, and Joseph. We're going down a, we are going to go down a rabbit hole, Dave, for that one. Uh, let me go to Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to Joseph. I need to go to Kieran as well. Joseph, hi. How are you? How are you doing? Thank Be- you. Better me. known as Mr. Hogan. Yeah. Sorry, Joseph. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Um, I think kids shouldn't have smartphones until they're twenty-one. To be mm. honest. Um, they're. I mean, you know, people think. I'm going to say your age and my age now. We might have had the phones when they first come in, and you had your text messages, and you could call your friends, and that was about the limit of us. And that is all right, I think. You know, because that's. You know, you only directly connect with who you want to. But as soon as you get a smartphone in your hands, you've got a thousand different people from all over the world, and they only want to to get in their message to to kids. Um, and a lot of this, like the previous caller said, I, was Dave was the name. Yeah, Dave and yeah, yeah Dave. Yeah, absolutely right. There's there's people on there, and as soon as they get into your kid's phone, their messaging gets in there. They start saying, "Oh, don't tell your parents. Your parents won't understand. Your parents won't figure it out. Don't tell them anything. Here's how you keep it secret." And I work with, uh, you know, young adults and teenagers, and I see them on the phone. The, the more they're on the phone, the less they're with the family, the more they're into this, you know, all the sorts of nonsense. Um, their, their body mutilation, they'll call it, and their don't assume my, my pronouns or my gender and all this sort of stuff. And the ones that have a connection with their family, they're more grounded, they're more reasonable, they're more honest people. So, no, there's no reason for kids to have But you're saying 21. You can't really do that. It's either 18 or nothing. I mean, 21, I mean, 19, you're an adult. That's it. That's the law. That's the law, but we still know that kids' brains aren't fully formed. Until they're 25. Well, no, 25, according to some scientists, you know. 25. We err on the side of, of giving them extra, you know, liberty there at 18. That's kind of the way we do it. But yeah, but the reason, yeah, but the reason that, that, no, hang on, the reason children's brains mature at 25 or become adults at 25, according to scientists, is because we've allowed them between 18 and 25 to do adult things like drive cars, drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, whatever it is that, that adults do, have sex, 
all those things that adults do. We've allowed them to do that from 18. And between 18 and 25, they learn how to do all those things and they learn about the world around them. So I think it would be ridiculous to ban under people under the age of 20 or under between 18 and 21. I think you have to let them at some stage become adults and learn. Yeah, but you, you can't do it under supervision at all. Like if I know, I'm saying, you know, my daughters are quite young now, but when they're older, I'll kind of, they're teenagers, I know they're going off with their mates and having a few pints here and there. I know their friends, I know where they are, I know what they'll be doing, you know, I'll keep general tabs on them. And I know they're not out with someone else, some stranger, some older fellas or some whatever, you know, trying to subvert them in some way. But once they have the phone in their hand, they are talking to literally anyone in the world who wants to spread any message at all to them. And that's a very, very dangerous thing. No, I know. You know and, I, and, I, and I do understand how dangerous it is. I, I, look, you know, when I see children, as you rightly friends, said, who have friends. no connection to their parents, no connection yeah. to their families, they're, they've become socially distant. They, they miss social cues. They don't understand yeah. empathy anymore because all they're doing is staring into this phone. They, the only empathy they understand is LOL or sad smiley faces or sad angry faces on emojis. They're the only, uh, that's the only understanding of social cues they have now. You know, if their own family are upset they don't understand us. You know what, Neil, you said that kids are maturing between 18 and 25 when they're doing adult things, right? The problem is, as soon as they get the phone in their hand, they're no longer doing kids' things either. They're no longer going to, you know, the kids' disco or having their first kiss or whatever. Those things that the kids are stunted on. And this generation, the, the 12 to 18 or whatever, they're not hooking up in any way. They're not having boyfriends and girlfriends. They're not communicating. Young lads don't know how to go up to a girl and say, hi, I think you're beautiful. I'd love to talk to you. They don't know how to do that. And they're getting into their 20s without having any sort of relationship. And the only people who are giving them affection or care or consideration are the people on their phone. And that's another step where it's dangerous. Once you take the phone away and then you say, all right, you want to socialize. How do we do that? Where can you go where the teens are hanging out in your local area in a safe yeah, they're not, they're not going to the local community centre anymore or, or the local... Uh, yeah. But where, where's, what were they used to call those places we used to go? Like the Cubs and the Scouts and the, the Guides yeah, and exactly. yeah, all that kind of stuff. They need to be... And, and again, we need to force them to do that by taking away the phone. When they don't have the phone, they still have that need to communicate and to socialise. All teenagers do and young kids. So let's say, okay, look, what are the options now? Let's go and join the Scouts and look every week you get to meet up with this great bunch of people let's go to some other events or some whatever and find people real life interactions with other teenagers are what they desperately desperately need that's how they're well, and real life interaction with their own parents they don't want to know and you anymore as well but you know at that teenage age they hate their parents they want to get away <laughs> they want to create themselves they want to be their own person. But all kids don't hate their parents. Them. You know, I mean, I, I, that, 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 I mean, look, there's always parents. been that situation. I remember my 15-year-old telling me I was ruining his life. You know, all, all parents hate their children to, or hate their parents to some degree. But at least you have a relationship with them. You know, whether they don't like or they like the relationship, at least you have the relationship. Or at least we used to have those relationships. We don't have a relationship with children anymore because they sit on the sofa or they're in their room and they're on their phone and we are just, as a parent, we're an inconvenience to them now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there's no one plays, you know, family board game nights as, as boring as they kind of used to be. Oh, no, they're great. I was playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire over the Christmas myself and my wife were asking each other million million pound questions. 
<laughs> Will she ever pay up? That's the <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't win the million, by the way. Can I just point out? I got a few of the questions right, but I never actually got the money. Well, but st- say, say there a second, Joseph, if you can. Some really good points. I have to say, a lot of people making great points today. Kieran, hi. How are you? Kieran, are you there? Hi, Kieran speaking. Yeah, go ahead, Kieran. Yeah. <clears throat> hi. Yeah. I've been listening to you. It's been quite fun. I do think, though, that, you know, um, the whole policy, the concept of banning kids from having, you know, access to mobile and social media, it's nonsense. I mean, firstly, that horse is bolted. And, uh, you know, I mean, OK, if we want to stop them banning social access to social media, why not go and chuck Instagram, Facebook, TikTok? Why not chuck them out of Dublin? <laughs> well, why, why would you do that and deny adults access to that thing? Because well, I, don't, I don't have an issue with adults being on social media. Okay, Oaks Tap Point. I've seen Facebook do a lot of damage to adults. That's beside the point. I mean, I mean, I raised a 22-year-old daughter as a single parent. It was not that difficult. I mean, you, maybe parents need to pardon the gender trace, man up a little bit, you know. And no, no, I agree with you. Parents need to take responsibility. I know I'm not disagreeing with you. The parents need to take some level of responsibility. But the problem you have is... When you've got a parent of, say, a 14-year-old, right, and the 14-year-old said, can I get an iPhone, please, or can I get a phone, a smartphone for Christmas, or whatever, their birthday, whatever, and you find it difficult as a parent to say no because all of their friends have them, and, and that's the problem oh, yeah, you I, have. I raised, my do- I raised my daughter in South Dublin, yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, you just have to deal with it. But to the point of bullying, yeah, it came up one time. I looked at the messages, took screenshots, and I said, if you want me to deal with it, I will. And what, and what did you do? Did you go to the guards? No, I didn't do anything. I said, how do you want me to deal with this? And it went away. I mean, to me, it was just the reassurance that, you know, to her, there was the reassurance that it could be done. Now, yeah, but the, but, yeah, but the very fact that it was happening, Kieran, is not, is that, I mean, okay, that might have been fine well, for your child because they were able to handle it, but some kids can't handle that that well. Well, as, as you said yourself, you were really bullied at school. And I was in boarding school, so there wasn't the uh, element of, you know, getting out. Mm. On that angle, you know, I mean, we have to we have to give people responsibility. You know, I mean, I used to think I was a real left winger, and I probably was when I was younger. Now I'd be probably a deplorable. Some yeah, of my views. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look, I, I didn't think I could contribute much, and I probably no, no, you do. And I'm interested, by the way, the fact that we went to boarding school. We did, there isn't that many boarding schools left now at the moment. They're they're nearly all gone now. I don't think there's very. Many. I don't, is there any boarding schools left in Ireland now? There are a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, what was that experience <laughs> like here, by the way? Right. What was the, the experience? Right. What was the experience like boarding school? Well, that was, was isolating, was it? Isolating Irish Catholic priests, you know, talking about dodging strange people on the internet. I'm sorry, get real. Okay, I'm 60, you know, I mean... You were dodging yeah. real people. Okay, well, hang on, Kieran. Joseph, you know, our, you know, Kieran makes a point, you know, we had our own things to deal with back in the 1960s, 70s and 80s when you had boarding schools and you had yeah. religious yeah. orders and stuff like that. We had, and we had to deal with those things. Every society or generation is something different to deal with, Joseph. Just man up and be a parent. Yeah. Well, that's how you be a parent, as in one case. So so I'm not too fond of a law coming in, because like you said, with a lot of things, it's not, it's not going to be implemented. It'd be very difficult. But I think it was the schools, there was a couple of schools down in um, Greystone started it. They had a petition where uh, all the parents signed up and they said, we are not going to get our kids smartphones. And this, or what was it? They're not going to get them smartphones. They're not going to let them have smartphones in school. Yeah. And this kind of started the conversation about it. Was that, yeah, we don't need a law. We need parents who are active and engaged and either deciding to, you know, observe the social media content their kids are on, which is very difficult um, because you don't want to be snooping and you want to give them their freedom. 
Why, do, why don't you want to be? Well, hold on. See this idea that you have a 13-year-old kid or a 14-year-old kid and parents say, oh, well, I don't want to be snooping on their phone or looking. Why not? Well, they're 14. You, you have a duty to kind of do a bit of, You have a duty them. to snoop if you think there's something wrong. Once there's something wrong, maybe. But you don't want to... You, you want to build them up as a person. And that person has to have a sense of privacy, a sense of their own content. At 14? A sense of, does a, does a 14 year old yes. have privacy? Yes, they should to some degree, not the full full amount, but you know. To okay, some but do I do I have a right to go to my 14 year old's phone, for example, or 13 year old? Do I have a right to do that? You um, um, say a right. You've no you've nothing I? banning you from doing that. Should I? Um, if you think there's something dangerous or there's someone dangerous contacting your 14 year old, absolutely. But up until that point, it's not, you know, every week, give me your phone, I have to check all the No, no, and I, and I agree with you. They, you shouldn't be taking the phone off them regularly looking at it. But what I do think, and I don't know whether Kieran agrees with me, is when you have a 13 or 14-year-old, that 13 or 14-year-old should be aware at any time that you can look at their phone. Now, you might not do it, but they should have... they. So, in other words, every time they're typing and they're writing yeah. something out, they should be conscious, would my parents approve of this? Kieran, would you agree, or am I wrong? I would agree with that absolutely, okay. yeah. and I'd like to think I had that kind of thing going on with my daughter. Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I, I always say, you know, never type something to to a friend that your mother wouldn't approve of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because but, that's a good thing to have in your head, isn't it? Yeah, well, totally. Oh, yeah, and, and as I, I say, mean, my daughter said to me recently, like, you know, she's the first generation, she's twenty two, that that's grown up in the dig- the really digital age. Everything she's done is on record somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And so she is very, like a lot of them, her posts are incredibly curated and safely curated now. You know. oh, well, stay there, both of you. Just want to get a, uh, finally a female opinion on this as well. Bernie, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you, Niall? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too, Bernie. And I hope Happy New Year to all your friends and family and everybody in, in Galway. And in, um, Thank you. Wherever it is. is it, where do you live? Ennis, is this somewhere on there? Where, where do you live now? In that um, general vicinity. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, you're near. You're nearly there. All right. Okay. So, Bernie, I mean, this idea that Michal Martin has said he won't be imitating the the British if they do bring in this legislation, they're consulting over this month uh, to ban under 16s from smartphones and social media. Do you think that's a good idea? I absolutely do, and now it's a very sad reflection on today's society that we're actually talking about, you know, phones and 16 year olds. We shouldn't be allowing them to have anything like that till they're 18 and have proper communication skills. Mm-hmm. You don't think they, like the, you don't you know, think they're you responsible think, enough for it? Yeah, the, I don't think anyone between... The, I have I have grandchildren, don't get me wrong, and they are, unfortunately, I am between 13 and, you know, 18, and they're all into their phones, and you can't communicate with them. And it's really sad. You could only sit with them for a cup of tea in an evening, and they, they barely lift their eyes to, you know, muffle at you. Um, mm. And they, it's all this... I don't even know what they're looking at, but they're so intent on us, they can't communicate. And it's an awful sad reflection of society today that our young people are growing up today were not even able to use eye contact. Yeah. And that's the reality. And we shouldn't be we shouldn't be allowing that. We're no. the adults and the charge of the world, and we should be stopping this. We should be able to have a loving communication with our children, face to face, not via text, not via memes or memes or whatever you can call them, um, or a WhatsApp, you know, text with a thumbs up. Yeah, your daughter texting you from the bedroom saying, "Is my dinner ready?" You know, yeah, thumbs up. Here you go. Yeah. You know, like get I mean, off your arse and come out and actually cook with me. You yeah. know, <laughs> why don't you just come out and ask me? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it is, like, Kieran. I mean, it is crazy. That's what's happening, Kieran. Kids are texting from their bedrooms, their parents in the other room. 
I've had that for years, but I would also say in defense of social media, it allowed my daughter to do her homework with, with people who were in her, her classmates who weren't here. You know, there are. You know, oh, no, I know. But she, yeah, but she shouldn't be as rude as to text her own father <laughs> in the house and say, is me dinner ready? I mean, that's just rude. Well, I mean, and what's okay, wrong with I her mean, friends coming to the house uh, and, and talking uh, round the table like we all did? And you did your homework eight, between eight you. Eight o'clock, eight o'clock in the winter in an urban environment. I wouldn't be recommending that they did it. Well, I'd drive my child in, 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 and I live in a rural environment if I, if I thought I was going to talk to them around a the table and help them with their homework rather than having them texting each other. You know, I, Karen, we I, did I it. think would it be worth it. Karen, we did it. Kieran, we all did it. I mean, you know, I, I would walk for two miles to get to a friend's house and we'd sit and do our homework together and then play a game of Monopoly before we could go back home again. You know what I mean? So we did those things. Yes, and in a, in a much in in an arguably, and I grew up in rural Tipperary, you know, arguably a much safer environment. But you know, I could say things that it wasn't that safe, really. But at the time, you could leave; you didn't lock your door. I mean, you know, you know our kids have, are growing up in a different world, and it seems to me that this push is about disadvantaging them in what is a global world, and we may not like that global world. I, I don't want no. I don't want to disadvantage them. I think the internet has a lot of pluses and a lot of positives because it gives them access to information that we never had access to unless we went to the library on a Saturday morning. So it gives them that great access to everything they need. But I don't think it's necessary for them to sit for three hours staring into a phone looking at stupid TikTok videos of people, you know, showing their tits <laughs> okay. or falling over on the ground. I just don't. I think I, I have a solution yeah. to that. Well, nobody's going to disagree with you on that, are they? Yeah. Sorry, Joseph. What are you trying to say? Sorry, apologies. I think. That it should be done. If now we're all forgetting, there was before smartphones. There were stupid phones or normal phones, we used to call them. You could text your friends, you can call, and all the rest. Let them do that. They can run around, you know, and have that if you need to contact them or whatever. Yeah. Then you would have a computer in the living room at home where they can do their homework, they can research, they can play games, they can do whatever. But it's in a social environment, and there's a parent around watching them do it. That solves everything. That gives them all the access. They have the internet. They have the communities. They have the knowledge but they're not sitting there in their bedroom alone, you know, at two in the morning, typing texts in a way, doing this and that, and, and getting influence from, from really nasty people. Now, we have to remember, it's not just smartphones, you know, it's the algorithms are actually, of these programs, are designed to manipulate and to take advantage of kids. They, all of these, Google, uh, Facebook, TikTok, they have thousands of psychologists working day in and day out to say, how can we trap these, these impressionable kids' minds? How can we scare them? How can we hit them with dopamine? How can we influence them? That's the part that I think every parent is wary of, not access to the internet. So if we can separate those two, and we easily can, that's what every parent would be happy with. Put one home computer in the living room or, or somewhere and say, you work away there while I'm over here having my cup of tea or whatever. Sort it. And, you know, and that, and that's the way invariably it should be. And unfortunately, I've run right out of time. Joseph, Bernie, Bernie, I do apologise for bringing you in right at the end. There, I do apologise. Uh, Kieran, listen, thank you very much indeed to everybody who got involved in the conversation today. But we've run out of time. Thank you to everybody, by the way. I have to say, out of all the shows we've done in the last seven months, this has been without a shadow of a doubt the busiest show, which shows how much we care about children. We do care about children, and we care about the access they have to social media. We care about what they're watching and what they're viewing. And we're disturbed by the fact that they're losing control. They're losing that contact, as Bernie describes, that contact with their parents, sitting around a table, just having a cup of tea, a bit of eye contact, being nice to their parents, understanding social cues. 
They don't get social cues anymore. They don't know when they're insulting you, whether when you're unhappy. They don't understand how to empathise with you anymore because the only empathy and sympathy and understanding they have of social cues is looking at emojis on a screen. Unless you show them a smiley face or a sad face with a little tear coming out of it on a little bit of cardboard, maybe that's what you should do with your children when you're unhappy. Walk up to them with a picture of an emoji in your hand. Then they'll understand that you're unhappy. The problem is we need to do something about it, and I think the British are right. I think they're 100% right. I don't agree with censorship. I don't agree with banning of things for people who are adults, who are over the age of 18. I am an advocate for free speech when you're over 18. But under the age of 18, we are the adults. We have a responsibility and a duty to children to make sure they are protected. And we're not doing it. We're failing miserably. We're allowing them access to things that only adults should see and only adults can actually handle. And sadly, children are taking their lives. We spoke to Jackie earlier on, whose daughter took their life. We have a duty and a responsibility. And I think Michal Martin, as somebody rightly pointed out earlier on, say that, you know, we should leave that up to the parents. The parents know best. He wasn't saying that rightly, as I think it was Kieran or somebody said earlier on. He wasn't saying that rightly uh, some time ago when he was asked about the uh, new SPHE, which is the new sex education bill. It wasn't parents know best then. It was government knows best. Anyway, we should talk about that again very soon because, of course, that comes into the junior cycle this year and it also comes into the um, uh, primary schools next year. Don't forget, by the way, please support the show. As you know, you can watch it and listen to it free of charge for an hour and 40 minutes today. You can watch and listen to the show every single day free of charge. The only thing we ask you to do is please support us. Please support the show by subscribing to us on our website, nileboylan.com. You can download and listen to the episodes free of charge on Spotify, iTunes, and all the usual places. But if you want to watch the video of the show, and some days we have people on Zoom, I've arranged to talk to Jackie Fox again in more detail, by the way, on Zoom very soon, and you'll hear the full story of what happened to poor Nicole. Um, but in saying that, we, we have a lot of those interviews, and they're exclusively on the website for you to watch. Um, there are other interviews rather than the stuff we stream every day, and you can get them by subscribing on the website. It's five ninety nine. That's what it costs, plus that. And you can donate. If you want to donate a single donation, anything from a fiver to 5,000 or whatever it happens to be. Because remember, again, as I tell you all the time, and I know you're paying me saying it, but I have to do it because it's important for us. There's only three of us that do this every single day. We're not a big television station with hundreds of people working, although you might think it because of the work we do. There's three of us. We don't get paid. We have our own jobs. As you know, I'm on the radio tonight at 9 o'clock. So we have our own jobs to sustain our lifestyles. So please support us. We have to pay for electricity. We have to pay for lighting. We have to pay for the uploading. We have to pay for the hosting. We have to pay for everything. Equipment, as you can see, quite a lot of it around. Uh, well, you can't see it, but I can see it. So please support us. Thank you very much to all those who have already supported us. And to those who can't afford to, thank you very much. Just tell a friend about the show. That's all we ask you to do. But if you can... If you can find your way to giving us the five ninety nine for the subscription or even donating a fiver or donating a tenner or 20 quid, please do it because every little bit helps us to continue. We have a plan. We want to put this show into every single home and we have a plan to do that, but we can't do it without your financial help because we couldn't afford to do it. So please help us to make this platform, which is a voice for you, your opinion, uncensored. It's not like radio. You can say what you want within reason, obviously. Uncensored to come on the air and talk to people. So please support us. Go to www.nileboylan.com. And don't forget, 
Everybody who supports us or donates us goes into a draw every single day and we give away one of these mugs. See, there they are on the screen. Oh, I was going to show you my one. There's one there. See, look. We give away these mugs. We give away one of those mugs every single day to somebody who supports or donates us. All right? Or to us. Thank you very much indeed. I shall be back again with you tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. Back to get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 